Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Excellent. Swing pass to Ingles. To the right side to Diaw. Bypasses the three. Goes behind the back to Ingles. Touching! Three ball! Jazz have hit 14 straight shots. You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is locked on Jazz for the 7th of February. The Jazz on fire in Atlanta. Adjustments made by Quinn Snyder are paying off. And the Jazz looked as good as they have all season. Plus, D faves in his hometown was just brilliant. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Still coming to you from Atlanta where we are before we fly to New Orleans for our uh, second game of this road trip. I hope you are doing well. The Jazz were just terrific last night. Absolutely uh, terrific. And uh, it's hard to move your rankings and your th- and who you are as a team uh, this late in the season. But when you blow out Atlanta by 25 like they did last night, the Jazz actually just did that. The Jazz now... Uh, when you look at the advanced metrics, this will do get you nothing, but uh, it is fun to look at. The Jazz now overall have the third best uh, net rating in the NBA behind the Warriors and the Spurs. The 10th best offense, third best defense, and they are now the third best overall team in the NBA on net rating. Warriors are obviously one. Spurs are now the number one defensive team in the NBA. And the fourth best offense, and then the Jazz, followed by the Raptors, Rockets, Cavaliers, Clippers, Celtics, and Wizards. So the third best net rating team in the NBA, fourth overall in the Western Conference, and just absolutely fabulous last night. And we'll try to look at it in as many different ways uh, as we possibly can. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Murdoch Hyundai. The Murdoch family is a longtime Utah family, does Terrific work. Uh, they've got three Murdoch or Hyundai dealerships, one in Logan, another in Linden, and uh, the last one uh, for you is in Murray at 4646 South State Street. That's one that Blake runs. It's a Murdoch family, runs all of it, uh, and they want to make sure that you have a no-regrets experience. So in other words, nothing when you leave saying, well, uh, no gray area in your experience, instead feeling as though you've been completely taken care of, uh, that the dealership will go the extra mile by staying open uh, later and more often for service, car washes whenever you want them, an experience that will make you feel comfortable uh, with who you're dealing with. And then let me tell you about the Hyundai, because this has been an eye-opening experience for me. I'm driving the Santa Fe right now, courtesy of Murdoch Hyundai, and I really didn't know much about it. And I'll be honest, I probably had some uh, elitist garbage uh, bias on the brand Hyundai where I didn't think much of it. So I was a little surprised. I went down there. I met with them. And they started laying out for me all the aspects of the car. First of all, and maybe most importantly, it drives great. 
uh, has good safety ratings. Those are the most now to the kind of luxury things. The Santa Fe Sport that I'm driving, it's through the roof. Uh, well, the roof goes forever. It's got the full body uh, sunroof. Then it's got incredible space. All the little safety gadgets now. Cruise control where you set the distance uh, that you want to be from the car in front of you uh, that allows you then to just kind of sit, set your cruise control. Of course, it's 65. <clears throat> and then uh, have it uh, move, slow down for you depending on what the traffic's doing. Notify you if you're tra- about to change lanes and there's a car there. Notify you whenever there's a car in your blind spot. Uh, notify you whenever you kind of veer off your lane a little bit uh, with lane safety Incredible stuff, plus heated steering wheel, heated seats in the front and back, sunshades. It's just an example of the level of detail that Hyundai has gone to to make sure that you get a high-level car. I suggest checking it out. You might have your own brand that you're used to using and just go buy one. But take, the, if you're going to spend that much money, take a little moment, head over to Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street and just compare whether it's the Elantra or the Sonata or the Tucson or the Santa Fe, and compare for a moment what you get with the Hyundai uh, that you compared to what you might get uh, somewhere else. The Genesis Coupe is pretty fabulous as well. Uh, Really a nice, beautiful-looking car. So check them all out over at Murdoch Hyundai and say hi to Blake for me at 4646 South State Street. All right, let's get it going. We always start with pins across the world. A lot of jazz fans in Atlanta last night. That was kind of fun. I... um, I, I met a few of them along. Uh, they came by and said hi and, and had a nice time talking to a few people. Uh, in fact, I met this kid right here. My name is Coleman Christian. I'm originally from Highland, Utah. I was born there and lived there for six years. I've been a Jazz fan since. I can't even remember. Uh, I remember going to games and getting a D-Will wristband and wearing it all the time in the shower to school to bed and everything. Then we moved to Tennessee. I was depressed about it. I still rep the Utah Jazz. I'm one of the few lone Jazz fans here. Being a Jazz fan can sometimes be tough with the time zone in the South. Games start usually at 9 or so. I wake up at 5.30 every morning, but always watch every second of the game. I just don't tell my mom. I go to bed and tell her good night, and she thinks I'm to bed going to sleep. And I wait a couple of minutes, and I come out and grab the iPad and still love watching the games. I remember when they played at 10.30, and I got two Red Bulls, stayed up even a couple hours after the game. Although I, this, I think uh, this is Coleman. I met him last night. He's about 14. Although I'm not alive to witness the great history of the Jazz, I know there is more to come. I fly to Utah every year always to catch a game. I love the Jazz. I have a big John Stockton fathead in my room and probably 100 Jazz stickers all across my room. Diehard Jazz fan, Coleman Christian from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Nice kid. Met him last night. Enjoyable conversation. And he uh, got to see a real treat because the Jazz were just fabulous. Send me yours at dlock09 at gmail.com. dlock09 at gmail.com to get your pins across the world. All right, let's go to our tip-off story of the day. The Jazz were just incredible last night. Uh, And I'll dig into some aspects of where uh, I think they've changed a few things they're doing. Quinn's worked on a few things. Uh, the last set of games. This was as good a win as they've had all year. They above 500 team that had won 20 of their last 25 in their building. And the Jazz just crushed them. Gordon Hayward came out early, initiated the game. Uh, the Jazz jumped out. The the Hawks fought back, got it down to t- four by halftime, two early in the third, and then the Jazz just continued to pound them. Uh, this this was really a dominating. Utah Jazz performance, as much as anything, uh, frankly, on the offensive end. They were uh, they were as good offensively as they've been, but they were good defensively. I think the defensive rating was a 102 last night. So it's not as though 
uh, it was solely uh, a case of where the defense, uh, where the offense just was so good and they didn't play. They, they were good on both sides of the ball last night. The defense has cl- clicked. This team is playing uh, superb basketball right now. If you start to kind of dig in to what's happened recently, and I'll do that here in a second, but I want to I want to kind of stay specifically to last night. Uh, what we saw last night was where this team and how this team is built if healthy, and that is 48 minutes of consistent lineups of good basketball and smart play last night. That's where the Jazz are, are can be really, really special, is that they have this depth that allows them to put out 48 minutes of basketball of solid lineups, and most teams don't. Frankly, Atlanta doesn't. And so, you know, at times when Delaney and Bembry and some of these guys are on the floor last night that just aren't as good as who the Jazz had on the floor, it was obvious. And the rotation last night, using all the different guys, Quinn somehow was keeping everybody engaged uh, impressively, uh, was, was really terrific. Now, the Jazz blasted. Their starters, too, but Mascala's on the floor in 21 minutes. He's minus 19. Bembry in 18 minutes was minus 21 last night. So here's guys who just really, they aren't they aren't as good as the Jazz bench guys. And Boris Diaw in 20 minutes, Boris Diaw's just a better player, right? And by the time the Jazz get into their rotation and, and get Alec Burks and Dante Exum and Joe Johnson, who didn't shoot the ball well last night, uh, just, there's just more competency uh, across the board, and I thought that's what jumped out last night is the Jazz ability. Uh, the starters obviously crushed their starters. Uh, George Hill was twenty-five plus twenty-five in thirty-five minutes, but you start to look at where the runs come. Uh, there's a great site that I use all the time called PopcornMachine.net, and if you kind of ever miss a game, it it can give you a little bit of a flow. And if if you click on their game flow, uh, it it'll give you a little bit of an idea. And if you look last night, so all right, so. The various runs last night. The Jazz starters go on a ten-point run to open the game, fourteen to three, and they just they were better than Atlanta. Then the substitutions start, and the runs continue. They go on an eleven-two run with Hill, Favors, Ingles, Johnson, and Diaw on the floor to open the third. They go on a ten-zero run in the third quarter with Hayward, Hill, Gobert, Alec, and Boris. They go on a seven-zero run with Hayward. Ingles back in, Exum, Burks, uh, actually not Hayward. Uh, so they go on a 10-0 run with Favors, Exum, Burks, Johnson, and D out bench unit. That same group, but now with Trey Lyles in for uh, the game for, no, Joe Ingles in for Alec Burks, goes on a 5-0 run. So they just kept... You know, different groups having different runs throughout the night. That's where this team is built to have this incredible depth and be able to do this. Uh, and the and the overall teamwork last night was just exceptional. The 31 assists, and then look across the board, five from Hayward, two from Ingles, three from Gobert, eight from Hill, four from Johnson, four from Diaw, four from Burks. 31 assists last night. Five, six guys with three or more. Nine steals defensively. They were in the passing lanes. Uh, Go Bears' defensive impact last night was just awesome. Every time Atlanta drove to the basket, the, the stretched out long arms, deflecting passes, getting steals, uh, actively engaged. 
just absolutely terrific. Uh, I mean, the shooting was ridiculous. Effective field goal percentage was 68% last night. And the Jazz do it again in a slow-paced game. Frankly, uh, we've looked at this a few different ways. Uh, I I thought when I looked at it statistically and they were struggling earlier, uh, it was because they sped up against Oklahoma City and Denver. They started playing too fast. (laughs) And they had poor offensive games since then. They've slowed it back down into kind of more slow-paced games, and the offense has gone up. You know, Memphis, uh, the offense, the loss to Memphis, the offense was good. The defense was bad. The offense was a 113. Uh, league average is about a 106, by the way. Um, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks were a 110. Uh, the Hornets were a 111. And the Hawks last night, obviously the Jazz were incredible, 113. Uh, sorry, I have to respond to a text from Kristen. Um, she's trying to get me to go to some fritzy ritzy class. Uh, recording. Locked on jazz. I will. I'm committing right here. There we go. Um, I said I will one day. She's got some ritzy class that some old guy like me should probably go to so I get in shape. Simultaneously, by the way, the Jazz defense has gotten better recently. So let, let's look at let's. I think last night was a culmination of a few things uh, taking place with this team. So let's let's walk through a few of a few of the things that are going right that Quinn's been working on. Uh, one was yesterday at practice. Quinn really pounded the guys about making good, strong, intelligent, uh, accurate passes. Um, you know, basically, uh, hey. If you're making bad passes, you're either being lazy or you're a bad passer. So either focus or improve. And uh, we, I think we saw that uh, last night with the the assist rate that the Jazz had last night was just tremendous uh, in what they were able to do. Uh, the, the second one, uh, so that that's the first one. A few nights ago, uh, I mentioned, or a few days ago, I mentioned that the Jazz season average was 33% of their shots were three-pointers, and they had been below it, uh, I think it was, in nine of 11 games. Uh, since then, uh, they, uh, so they had been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen games. So they've been below it in, tw- in, in thirteen of their previous fifteen games. They had been below their season average of 33% of their shots. In three of their last four now, they're back above it. Against Memphis, they took 40% of their shots as threes. Against Milwaukee, 37%. Against the Hornets, they took 41%. Against Atlanta, last night, they were just below it at 32.5. But the three-point shot has to come back to this team, and in turn, they're making them again. Remember, they were just in that. They were 30th in the NBA in three-point shooting, which was bizarre. Against Memphis, they hit 40%. Against Milwaukee, 38 Against the Hornets, 39 And last night, 39 That's If this team can be a 39-40% three-point shooting team, they're, they're going to be quite something offensively. So the first thing, the, the few things I'm noticing have changed is they've gotten back to a slower pace. Their last five games are all... Now, that doesn't mean you can't get across the half line more quickly. You can't initiate. I thought they slowed down a little bit at times offensively where they got clogged up. But the fact is that this team... For whatever reason, that's it. When they the faster they play, uh, there's a direct correlation between the offense not being as good. It's kind of weird, but it's true. Uh, and so if they, but that doesn't mean you walk it up. It just means they early push, early initiation, get into your system, get into your flow, 
move the basketball, that's where the team's better. If they get too slow to get into their systems, then they do seem to get, it feels as though they at least get clogged up. Last night, uh, they were incredible. Last night, the offensive rating was a 132. Uh, they did the same thing against Houston uh, earlier this year, and that Houston game, by the way, was a 91 pace game. They, I mean, it was a slow. Here, here are the best offensive nights for the Jazz this year. Uh, against the Knicks, 120 with a pace of play at 94. League average is about 97. We play about 93. So anything under 95 is really pretty slow. Um, and these are the really exceptional offensive nights. Uh, 119 against Minnesota at 95, 132 against Houston, 91, 127 against Miami at 86, 123 against Oklahoma at 89, 121 against Dallas at 85. The slower, the big nights happen when we're slow. And part of it is if, if you play slow and you shoot a lot of threes, you're pretty unbeatable. Detroit, 120, 92. We hit, we hit 16 of 31 threes that night. Uh, Good offensive night last night, Atlanta, 132, pace of play, 92. Uh, so there is something. If you shoot thir- 30 or shots or more as threes, you play slow and you start banging down the three. Now what's interesting about last night is the three we were just average. We were through the roof at the rim in the mid and in the mid-range. The Jazz were 21 of 26 last night at the rim. The most field goals the Jazz have had all year in the restricted area is 24 against Minnesota and 22 in two games against Orlando and Phoenix. So last night was as as good as the Jazz can get at the rim. Uh, against Dallas earlier this year, the Jazz were in a game that actually is now a much more impressive win. The Jazz were 21 of 26 from the feet, from the restricted area. They were again last night. So they hit 81% of their shots in the restricted area. Second, they're... In the paint, the Jazz are the Jazz are un probably unsustainably hot right now or good in the paint non restricted area. Maybe they're just good. They shoot forty six percent in the paint non restricted area. League average is forty. That that's a really high number. Uh, and then last night they hit the mid range shot at a rate that's higher than usual. But with that said, let's look at another trend. That has happened here with the Jazz that I think is really, really important. Th- those things are how you have an unusually good night. The things that are sustainable are is if you're getting shots where you're supposed to, you're playing as you're supposed to, you're taking those threes, those things we're talking about. Well, here, here's what's happening. is The Jazz are moving the basketball at an incredible rate and getting a huge amount of corner threes. Obviously, they had the, the night against Milwaukee that was remarkable where they took 19 corner threes, but in the last six games, the Jazz have taken 9, 7, 11, 19, 15, and 9. The Jazz take 9% of their shots as corner threes. The league average is about 6%. The Jazz have been over their 9% in all but one of their recent games. In fact, they, well, last night they took 11% of their shots as corner threes. The night before, 19%, 25%, and 18% in the last three games, four games. So something's happening where they're spreading the floor. They're getting more looks. Joe Johnson may be playing the four. They're opening up the floor and moving the basketball, and George Hill's playing well, and they're getting those corner threes. And those corner three looks will open you up. So 
you know, there's a there's a big picture. Tre- I guess what I'm trying to sh- show you is that there's a big picture trend that has taken place with this team here recently, and it all culminated last night. And it culminated by making 12 straight shots at one point. It culminated with Derek Favors having by far his best game of the year. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks, 26 minutes, incredibly active. One of his misses was a 3. Uh, they're still not all the same explosion, but he hit that mid-range shot last night. He played with confidence. He moved defensively. Uh, he was he was just terrific. Uh, the defensive wall that Dennis Schroeder kept seeing along the way was was noticeable. Uh, Atlanta has as Millsap and Schroeder. Millsap didn't have a great game last night, and then they always need that third scorer. And usually it's a Bazemore or a Hardaway. Bazemore went two of eight last night. He went one of nine against the Jazz the previous time. It's another example of Gordon just being so much better as a uh, defender on the on the wing than people give him credit for. Uh, and the Jazz have a really good defensive team, obviously. Uh, and and so you're switching and changing and, and being able to uh, uh, to get to all the guys uh, they need to get to. Faves last night was neat to see. I mean, hey, if Derek, Fa- we need Derek Favors to be good. You know, having Joe Johnson as an option and being able to go to small is just terrific. But if we're going to be really impactful in the playoffs, Derek Favors has to be really good. And that's uh, that's super important to the well-being of 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 our playoff run. Uh, Dante is playing with aggressiveness. It's the second straight game. We're seeing it. Hopefully, uh, you know, eight halfway through a season, to where Jabari took off a little bit last year. Maybe we're going to see some improvement out of him. Solidify that backup point guard spot a little bit as well. Not sure where the minutes are when when Rodney comes back. I still think that's an issue uh, that Alec probably plays a lot of those. There's just we just got a lot of guys, and but that depth is what gave us 48 minutes of basketball last night. I, I want to say more about Derek. I, I don't, you know, I don't want to. First of all, it's you know first 2010 game since March of last year. It's the first. I mean, he just he looked right finally. Uh, there's and I and I'd love to just kind of continue to talk about Derek because I'm so excited for him. I, I don't actually have a, a huge amount more to say. Um, Let's just hope it lasts, I guess, would be my point. Uh, the defense, by the way, is really playing pretty darn well. That would be the final thing I'd have for you. If, if the league, Their average is a 101.5 defensively. The league average is about 104. Last night was a 102. The night before, 101, 96. Really bad against Memphis. Uh, but then you start to kind of look back a little bit, and they have been better than league average virtually every night here for, for a while. They really – the defense is getting better. This, this team is – Last night was, last night was a, a culmination of a bunch of things that are looking to head in the right direction, and we'll see playing three games in four nights on the road uh, with New Orleans uh, tomorrow is a is a good one. I mean, this six game stretch, if the Jazz can find a way to go five and one uh, on this stretch and just really focus it, it would be just terrific. It would, it would just, I mean, what it would do for the standings, what it would do for the team confidence, what it would do for this group heading into the All Star break. Uh, th- those things are all incredibly exciting. Clippers lost last night. We'll run around, we can run around the NBA as we wrap this up. Uh, thanks again to Murdoch Hyundai for sponsoring today's show. Uh, Clippers lost again last night. This is the stretch that now they they just came through their murders too. Now they really have to win some some games. Uh, but the Jazz are now two games up on the Clippers for fourth, three games overall, two in the loss column behind the Rockets. 
The Rockets uh, are interesting to see what they do next, and and you know, and how they uh, how they play because I don't you know they're not playing great. They they didn't their last win they they didn't look good against Chicago. Their schedule is really soft right now though. So they have Orlando tonight. They then go to Charlotte on Thursday. They're home against Phoenix. They get a bunch of days off before playing hot Miami before the All-Star break. So they, I don't think Houston probably does not lose another game before the All-Star break. And then they come out with a soft schedule uh, and only play like three games in February. The, the Rockets have played more back-to-backs uh, than anyone in the league, and I think they've played more road games than anyone in the league. So I, I think the Rockets are going to be uh, they're not playing great, but they also just might be a little not as sharp because of the fact that they're tired. Uh, they've played 29 road games uh, this year. We've played 24 to compare. Spurs have played 26. Jazz or Warriors have played 26. Lake Clippers 27. Memphis 28. Oklahoma City 28. Denver just 25. So you, they they've had the most back to backs. They've had the most road games. Uh, it's probably not surprising that. And I think their margin is slimmer than people realize, as good as they've been. But I'm not sure that they're necessarily uh, a team we can go catch, unless something unless something goes wrong for them. Uh, but, we, hey, we can keep shooting for it. Fourth in the West right now. Uh, the Clippers and, and the Grizzlies are tied for five, by the way, now. Could you imagine a Jazz-Grizzlies seven-game series? We might all be dead by the end of that series. Um, but those, you know, that's three veteran guys who've done it before on both sides of this the playoffs are going to be tough, but how awesome to be able to sit here and talk about the playoffs. So the Jazz were just brilliant last night, as good as they've been all year. We'll see if they can do it against New Orleans. We'll talk to you tomorrow from New Orleans for Locked On Jazz, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Kevin Pelton, Locked On NBA, expected your direction later today. Make sure you subscribe. Thanks for the five stars. This has been Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. 4646 South State Street. Do me the favor. Take the little bit of time to at least investigate the Hyundai as your next car buying experience and see whether all the bells and whistles match up uh, to what you are looking at getting. Hyundai, people have made the Hyundai choice walk around as though they've stolen one from everyone. Like they know something nobody else does. You can be a part of that group as well. It is Locked on Jazz. Hi, I'm Paul. Verizon has been placing giant letters all over the country to get people to buy into their unlimited plan. Don't get hooked. Switch to Sprint Unlimited, $22.50 per month per line for four lines and get the fifth line free. Hurry to your local Sprint store, visit Sprint.com slash unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. Savings until 1031.18 per line per month for five lines without a pay. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming streams, you don't THC 1080p, music to 1.5 megabits per second, gaming update, megabits per second, subject to credit, $30 activation fee, prohibited network, use rules and data deprioritization apply compared to Verizon Beyond Unlimited. Carry features, different coverage and offer not everywhere restrictions apply.